0: Today, on Reparations in Action.
1: Little white children, including girls and boys, were trained to inflict violence, to, to wield the whip against African people from very young age.
0: You're listening to Reparations in Action. Reparations now! Uhuru. You're listening to the Reparations in Action podcast and FM radio show, The White Lies Shattered Series. My name is Jamie Simpson. Reparations in Action is a program of white solidarity with Black Power. We believe reparations to African people is the key question of our times and is one that demands action on the part of European or white people. As always, we'd like to salute Black Power 96, where this show is aired and recorded for our podcast weekly. On today's program, we will be playing a presentation delivered by Penny Hess, chair of the African People's Solidarity Committee, the organization of white people formed by and working under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party to build solidarity with the anti-colonial struggle for African liberation and reparations. Penny Hess joined the African People's Solidarity Committee at its founding conference in 1976 and has, for the past 45 years, worked under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party and Chairman Omalie Shatella to build white solidarity with black power. Chairwoman Penny is also the author of Overturning the Culture of Violence, and a regular presenter on this very podcast for our White Lies Shattered series. Today's presentation was recorded on March 6th, 2021, at a Black is Back Coalition for Peace, Social Justice, and Reparations webinar titled fascism, neoliberalism, and the way forward for Africans in the U.S. and around the world. The Black is Back Coalition for Peace, Social Justice, and Reparations was formed in 2009 as an independent African anti-imperialist organization of several different organizations united around progressive principles of unity. Chairman Omalia Shatela of the African People's Socialist Party formed this coalition as a response to the imperialist aggression of the Obama presidency, and he continues to lead it to this day. For more information about the Black is Back coalition, you can visit blackisbackcoalition.org. This presentation by Penny Hess confronts the reality that the primary contradiction in the world today is the question of colonialism, not fascism or neoliberalism, and asserts that if we want to see an end to fascism, we must support the African-led struggle against colonialism. And now we bring you Penny Hess.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me to speak. This is a, a profound honor. And as the chair of the African People's Solidarity Committee, I. I profoundly salute our leadership, Chairman Omalia Ishtela, Deputy Chair Ona Deney Ishtela, Secretary General Louisi Kinshasa of the party who will be speaking next. Also, party members Alikia, Kalumbai Tusharwa, and just the entire inspiring, incredible revolutionary uh, party of the African working class, the African People's Socialist Party. I want to salute Benjamin Prado, union del barrio and the struggle of the indigenous people from Alaska to Chile. And to say that this is their land that no white settlers have any, any legitimate claim to not one inch of this land, this land belongs to the indigenous people. And that to say that the African people solidarity committee, just to reiterate what was said is the organization of white people, organized under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party, directly accountable to the party in all our work. And our mandate is, as was said, to extend the African revolution behind the enemy lines as part of the party's strategy to win complete and total liberation of Africa and African people everywhere. And our work is to win white people away from unity with our own ruling class to see our interests and, and and genuine class struggle to be under the leadership of the anti-colonial African working class, and to understand that our role is is to be Black Power in white face inside the belly of the beast, and to return the stolen wealth of African people in the form of reparations to the African revolution. And this is what we do. And everything that that I understand. Um, you know, over the years of being a member of the African People's Solidarity Committee, both in theory and in practice, I have learned from Chairman O'Malley Shetella, who was faced with the task of rebuilding the African Revolution and building the party and, and his theory of African internationalism, which the chairman called advanced theory, which sees the world through the eyes of the African working class. And It is possible for us as white people to embrace this political understanding, to to begin to see the world, not through the eyes of the colonizer of white power, but begin to see the world through the eyes of the colonized. And this is very, very exciting. Increasingly more and more white people are drawn to this solidarity movement under the party's leadership, because African internationalism matches the reality of the world today. And through Uhuru Solidarity Movement, which is our mass organization, we have members in 148 cities throughout the United States and 30 states. And, and we're also building in the continent of Europe and, and in Africa as well, among the white settler colonizer population. So now white people can be part of changing the world under this anti-colonial leadership, rather than just trying to change the ideas in our heads as a struggle against racism, which doesn't change the world, which, the chair, which Chairman O'Malley Shetella has called a self-defeating waste of time. And I agree with the central, most critical contradiction, co- contradiction issue, problem in the world today is colonialism. And again, to reiterate, this has been said several times, but colonialism is the political state power domination of a whole people by a foreign, and alien state power for profit. And this is what all white people are. And I think that it's really, really important that we understand this in this whole question of fascism, because the central contradiction in the whole world is colonialism. It's what the chairman has called, and and sometimes quoting Marx, (laughs) the original sin, the primitive accumulation, and that the ultimate struggle today is the struggle between the colonized and the colonizer, the oppressed and the oppressor, and as the chairman says, the uneasy equilibrium between the past and the future. and We white people are the colonizers, all of us, and we are facing the African people colonized inside the borders of the United States and around the world. And we live at the expense of African people. And this is colonialism that we witness inside the borders of the United States, something that many, many from the white left want to, want to ignore, want to, want to obscure. And as Chairman O'Malley Ishtela shows, capitalism was born of colonialism. It was born of the European assault on Africa, the kidnapping of African people of all ages, turning African human beings into commodities for sale, into a means of production, as the chairman said, through forced labor, unspeakable violence, terror and torture, genocide. This was the birth of capitalism and how Europe and white people everywhere became prosperous and powerful. And the chairman has defined this, he calls it the inescapable dialectic, that our lives as white people, as the colonizers, wherever we are, whether we're in Europe, whether we're in Johannesburg, or Cape Town, or or, um, any place throughout the United States, Canada, even in South America, that we live our lives based on sitting on a pedestal on the backs of African people. The two realities require each other to exist and the chairman has laid this out and we can see that this system is born of a colonial assault and genocide and that can't be refuted. This is historical record. Go back and look at history and I'm saying this to white people because this is the struggle that we're always taking on. I know that that's clear to everybody in in this forum today that there was no war that Europe was involved in in the last 500 years that wasn't about something to do with colonialism, a fight over who would control the colonial trade in African people or other colonized people's lands or colonial resources and, and, and the colonial lands. So it is also important for us to understand as white people that colonialism has been a, pow- a popular public policy, embraced by the masses of upstanding, religious, honorable white people, workers and bosses alike, women and men, children and elderly, gay and lesbian, all sit on the pedestal of the oppression of African people. And it is our responsibility to bring this reality to us as white people in order for us to understand how we can participate in overturning it under the leadership of the organized African working class that is very serious and in the process of seizing power and winning the total liberation of Africa. And that it is this, this colonialism that we participate in as the colonizers that is the basis of white unity and national identity everywhere we are around the world. It is colonialism that was the meaning of, of, of poor uh, and working class peasants and, and mine workers from Ireland or Italy or Eastern Europe who were very clear that coming to the United States and walking up the ladder of success or experiencing these proverbial streets paved in gold was very clearly based on participating in terror colonial violence, torture, genocide against African and Indigenous people. All of the white workers coming here were clear about that and have and did participate in it. And that all white people sit on this pedestal and that everything that we see and that we tell is the colonial narrative, the colonial justification for what it is that we have done. So when I first came into the African People's Solidarity Committee, when it was formed in 1976, and after several years of, of struggle from, from the chairman and from the party, and we began to deepen our unity with African internationalism, it you know, 30 years ago or so, it, it became clear or important to the African People's Solidarity Committee to, to be able to tell other white people. Confront ourselves with the reality of what we have done and what we now do to African people and Indigenous people as part of the colonizers. Um, that this is the human face of colonialism and what, how this actually happens. And you know, back in those days, we began to study whatever books we could find um, to to um, use them. To, along with to, you know, as part of the chairman's political theory of African internationalism to say, here's what, what we've done when the chairman is talking about parasitic capitalism, that this is what we've done. And, you know, we began to give presentations and write articles and books based on African internationalism to win white people to join the movement for reparations to African people. And we found an unending culture of violence, as the chairman has called it, that we have inflicted as colonizers upon the colonized, that this was regular everyday white people. It is not an anomaly. It is not something that happens now and then. It is the norm that happens every single day. We see that the enslavement, the violence that white people um, carried out against African people, to maintain the enslavement of African people, that, um, that, that little white children, including girls and boys, were trained to inflict violence, to, to wield the whip against African people from very young age, that, there, that all the participation in the general white population in the common and popular sexual assault of African women, of African and indigenous children kidnapped as sex slaves that the forced breeding of African people and the sale of babies on the open market that made up what's called the second trade in African people inside the U.S. that was common every day, the massive forced marches that, that white people participated in forcing African people to, to march in what was called a coffle, connected um, by their neck um, to, from places like Kentucky and Virginia to Louisiana and Mississippi across thousands of miles where African people were bound together and pregnant and nursing mothers forced to march through this hell. And that we see white people, not just the US government, not just the state or the military, but this this whole question of that white people ourselves were the state. That there is, as the chairman says, a white people's state that white people did things like cut out indigenous women's vaginas and use them as hatbands or covers for their saddle horns that speared their babies and also of African people by tossing them around from knife to knife in front of the mothers that the state of California paid a million dollars a year to white settlers to bring in the scalps of indigenous people from the white, the general white population and it has been estimated that 80% of the genocide in the against the indigenous people was carried out by white civilians, not the state, the official state power. And I heard a white woman testify in California about the fact that her grandfather had a coat made out of the skin and hair of indigenous people. And that there are massive, there have been. These massive festivals called lynchings, burning human beings while still alive, while white people are dancing around with uh, bands playing and food selling and cutting off the ears and fingers and and body parts of, of African human beings and taking pictures of tortured Africans with white children posed in front of them and making them into postcards that no price was ever paid. No price was paid it wasn't against the law to do that of this country and no white person was ever arrested for any of the tens of thousands of these things called lynchings and that white people white women were leading the assaults on african people mass murder happening all the time day by day every day every day and that we see white people in you know and throughout our history burning down whole African cities where African people were just trying to build an economy and life for themselves and not just Tulsa not just Rosewood not just East St. Louis in every state just gunning down whole communities destroying property stealing it with impunity no price was ever paid and all of that wealth was stolen and incorporated into white people's wealth that is owned today. We see the whole system of convict leasing, a popular system that's called worse than slavery, for nearly nearly 100 years that worked African people to death. The teenagers hogtied, and the pictures that you can still see today of little toddlers, African children in striped suits out in the fields forced to work. The convict leasing rebuilt not only the wealth of the southern states after the Civil War and more, it rebuilt the individual wealth of, of former slave masters to greater wealth than before the abolition of the of the official legal enslavement of African people and the wealth overall of white working people throughout the South and You know, there are just so many examples of this, of how it happens, um, that this tearing down with the participation of the general white population of whole prosperous African communities like here in St. Louis, 20,000, a community and neighborhood called Mill Creek Valley, where 20,000 Africans live, where they have hotels and clubs and jazz clubs and restaurants and and the same in Saint Petersburg, Florida, no doubt in every city. In order to, for white people to build businesses, this was nearly a hundred years ago, and and you know fifty years ago, and a hundred years ago, gentrification now and then, and the policy of Saint Louis with the complicity of white people, the participation of the entire white population to let. The African community rot, starved of resources, pushed the Africans out, and the constant psychological assault, the verbal degradation. And we look at the conditions today of the prisons, the colonial police, the military violence every single day, the subprime mortgages that Wells Fargo called the ghetto loans that took away billions, hundreds of billions of dollars of African wealth inside this country. Just in the last 10 years, the redlining, the sentencing uh, guidelines that are 500 times greater for African people than for white people, the asset forfeiture, stealing African people's houses. Um, Today, millions of African people in and out of the prison system, only 80 men for every 100 African women popular white involvement on every level. And we can look around the world, we can see white settler colonialism, Zimbabwe, Sudan, Namibia, Kenya, Congo, an unbroken line from King Leopold and um, 12 million people uh, where genocide was committed there. Uh, and never mentioned, never never talked about. And the fact that African people today live on $10 a day or $2 a day on the richest continent on earth. And that, um, that the fact that African anti-colonial resistance is met with what the US government very clearly understands this counterinsurgency as an anti-colonial struggle is even as the white left will never, never say that. The COINTELPRO makes that clear and that all white people had to do that were involved in the 60s was, as the chairman says, you know, go back up on the pedestal, cut their hair, became lawyers, got a job. This is colonialism. And this is the necessary foundation for white people to have the lifestyles that we expect. This is the pedestal um, upon which we sit. This is the basis of white people's democracy. This is the inescapable dialectic that chairman talks about. This is the basis on which we spin the white colonizer narrative, presenting ourselves as the arbiters of science, reason, beauty, justice, democracy, and godliness. And that we want to talk, white people want to talk about fascism, when this, when the reality of colonialism is not even mentioned, it's taken for granted. So before Hitler, the, there, there, was, there was genocide was the norm and it never had a name as the chairman has said. So what can we do as white people? We have to be organized under the African revolution. And I, I refer to the quote by uh, Amil Kalkapral that the chairman um, quotes very often in his political report and he, who, where he said that to white Leftists in Portugal, the way to fight fascism is to stand in solidarity with the struggle against colonialism led by the African working class. And I say to the white people who are afraid of fascism, join the movement in solidarity with African liberation. See a new world growing for black power, black political and economic power, the anti-colonial struggle. We owe reparations, reparations now. For any white people, go to UhuruSolidarity.org. Uhuru, and thank you very much.
0: You're listening to Reparations in Action. Reparations now! This has been an episode of Reparations in Action, the White Lies Shattered series, a biased podcast of white solidarity with black power. My name is Jamie Simpson. This episode was engineered by Marcel Marius, who also composed our theme music. The show is researched and produced by Penny Hess, Jesse Neville, and Lisa Watson from the Black Power 96.3 FM studio in St. Petersburg, Florida. A shout out to Akile Anayi and DJ Eddie Maltzby, as well as the entire Reparations in Action team, Sandra Forrest, Johan Bedingfield, Amanda Carlosi, Kyle Weiss, Marissa Ricketti, Ali Aiello, Alana Woods, Declan Keller, Hallie Murray, and Sarah Ritterspach. If you liked what you heard today, you can go to Apple Podcasts and rate this podcast. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, please email them to us at ria at blackpower96.org. Special thanks to the African People's Socialist Party's Chairman Omali Yeshotela, without whose leadership and theory of African internationalism, none of the understandings presented on reparations in action would be possible. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week.